The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and Pastor, we're going to talk about a very difficult topic today. Is cancer God's punishment for sin? It's a difficult conversation, but it's a common conversation that many people think, and in some cases they may have attempted to ask and answer uh, with a spiritual leader or with someone that they trust. But we're going to attempt to unpack this respectfully and responsibly in a way that will help people work through the challenge of this question. I'm sure you bump into this all the time in your role as a chaplain, right? I do, and I have, absolutely. Uh, Many of the patients that we see and that we've served over the years at the cancer treatment centers are people because of our environment that's user-friendly to the faith component in conjunction with medicine and science uh, have this question in many cases front and foremost in their thinking and trying to come to terms with why me? Because that's what's driving the question. Mm -hmm. Why me? Every cancer patient, I think, not every, many cancer patients attempt to ask and answer the question, why me? My life is going well. I'm young, et cetera, et cetera. I don't smoke. You know, why me? So I think that what comes from this in terms of a spiritual thrust is in terms of trying to make sense of this from God's perspective. Why do I get cancer? Why did my cousin or my niece or my mom or my dad? Then it leads us down the path of talking about and looking at the potential of sin being a factor. We'll get into the meat of this conversation in a moment, but is it uh, correct to say the short answer is cancer is not God's punishment for our individual sin? I would say that is that is certainly the short answer. That is my personal perspective and my personal theological uh, endorsement. And I believe I have a scripture that when we get to that point okay. will help us All to right. really unpack that. We'll do that in just a moment. Let me bring attention to our resource this week, Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients. Our own Pastor P put this together. And Percy, thanks for doing this. It's a combination of scripture and inspirational thoughts in one document. It is. Again, what we know is that people need to hear. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing, not having heard. So we need to repeatedly have have something in front of us that we can listen to, that we can hear. So we've put together, again, uh, this particular document that has inspirational thoughts uh, from famous individuals, from unknown individuals, and certainly from a spiritual reference perspective that will encourage people's thinking along the lines of uh, dynamics that they're struggling through or facing as a cancer patient. Well, I tell you, I've been glancing through this the last few minutes, and it is inspiring. Inspirational thoughts for cancer patients. You'll benefit by downloading this and having it handy and referring to it often. You'll find it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. That's our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Can I ask you to do one more thing? You listen to this program as a podcast, but are you subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, which means it will show up automatically in your computer so you never miss an episode? And one more thing, as you listen, if you would write a review of what you've learned through this program and why you find it helpful at iTunes, that would be helpful to us to get other listeners 
to tune in as well. Health, hope, and inspiration. It's our privilege to serve you in this way, and we appreciate you subscribing to the podcast. All right, you mentioned Scripture, and that's always our guide. So let's turn there to begin this conversation. Absolutely. Food for the soul and the spirit. Our spiritual nugget for today is found in John 9, verse 1, and we're going to read through, uh, I believe, down to verse number 4. Okay. And it tells us this. As he went along, he saw a blind man from birth. This is Jesus. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? Today's conversation is about sin and the, the source of sickness and disease. Is it? Is it not? His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And the answer from Christ is very interesting. Verse number three, it says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God may be displayed in him. And there's more to the context there, but I want to stop right there because that's the meat of the coconut that I want to drive this conversation around. Interesting. This came up in our own Sunday school class in my own church this last week, and we had quite a conversation about it. So I'm glad that you're bringing it up today. Ironic. Yes. John chapter nine, you said. John chapter nine, verses one through four. All right. Maybe some of our listeners want to turn there and read that for themselves as we talk about it today. Is cancer God's punishment for sin? All right. Where do we start? This is a theological discussion. It's a theological discussion. And as a preface, I want to say in the opening here that number one, Health, Hope and Inspiration, which is sponsored and created by the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, is not a show that is designed to dictate or determine or define anyone's spiritual theology. We are here to speak to the faith-based audience as a whole, and hopefully there is something that people will be able to glean and a nugget that they can apply to their own individual and unique spiritual orientation that will be of value and benefit. So we are not here to get into a theological debate or to drive a theological discussion, even though the, the subject that we have comes out of a theological context. And so with that being said, where do we start? Great question. question. Thanks for giving me the hard questions right up front, Wayne. With that, uh, I actually, the way where I want to start this discussion and conversation is around dealing with the circumstances of life, circumstantial. When we talk about being human beings in the planet Earth, Wayne, and we want to associate and, and align ourselves to some type of spiritual school of thought, we first must understand that as human beings, we are part of circumstances of an environment. Things that we eat, things that we drink, things that we ingest, we're exposed to circumstances that in many cases, and quite frankly, most cases, we are not in control of. Mm -hmm. One of the dynamics, I believe, of every human being is that we want to control everything. We want to drive the bus under every circumstance. And you're talking to Captain Type A. Uh, If I'm not driving the bus, I don't go on the trip. And I have to work on that. Please pray for Pastor P. it must be a thing about men. I feel that way, too. (laughs) Just pray for Pastor P today. But with that being said... Uh, we have to come to terms with the fact that there are some things in the world and in, in, in our life that we do not control the circumstances of. So let's start circumstantially talking about the dynamic of cancer and did sin uh, provoke that and et cetera. First and foremost, I want to quote 
a very popular and I think reputable uh, spiritual leader, Dr. Harold Kushner, who was a rabbi that wrote a book many, many years ago called Bad Things Happen to Good People. Mm -hmm. It's a great book written by a Jewish rabbi. So, hey, for anyone out there that's struggling with, you know, other schools of thought and orientation, (laughs) just just bear with Pastor P for a second, because it helps us to unpack the idea that though we may be doing everything correct, as we believe and understand it to be, that we still are exposed to circumstances and dynamics in our life that we do not have control over. A kid being hit by a bus, uh, you know, somebody's house catching on fire and, and losing a loved one, etc. We can go on and on. Those are circumstances that we do not control, no matter how spiritual or, or moral we think we may be that will safeguard us from the effects of circumstances in our life, per se. So I think that's a place for us to start okay. this discussion in all that right. regard. All right. Very helpful. The key thing, first of all, is circumstances of life. The greatest education that I ever received, Wayne, was at my mother's dining room table mm-hmm. at 93rd and Elizabeth <laughs> on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> Before I ever was turned loose on the world and went to other institutions of higher learning, and my mom used to tell me, because I was always a, que- a kid that always asked the question, why? Why? How come? And to this day, we laugh about the fact that she would say to me, you just would not let go of a subject until I gave you some sort of answer. And there would be times I would ask her why about certain things. And she would simply say to me, son, keep living. Mm -hmm. You got to keep living. You will learn and you will understand some things as you get older. Everything is not black and white. Everything is not. If you do this, this is going to happen to you. There are things that happen in our lives and to us that are part of the circumstances circumstances of of life that we live in that we do not get to control and manipulate. And I think that that's part of the dynamic that I want to ingest now a school of thought from a faith perspective of we walk by faith and not by sight. We still trust and believe in God. We still uh, open our heart to the idea that he's leading and guiding us. But when things take place and transpire in our lives that are not what we believe to be part of what we want to be our experience, that does not mean that God is not part of our process. That doesn't mean that God is not involved in our circumstance. And most importantly, it does not necessarily mean that we're out of the will of God. By the way, I knew I liked your mom. I've never met your mother, but I knew I liked her. Greatest woman on planet Earth. Like her more from having (laughs) heard that story from you. Okay. So what's the next thing to consider? And then I think the second thing is to consider on some level is the potential possibility of being disobedient. And I want to unpack this word disobedience. Disobedience comes in a lot of flavors and shapes and styles. For example, there certainly can be potentially uh, the dynamic of of us not understanding and obeying certain laws of nature. Uh, We talk about it often on the show here, Wayne, uh, with regard to good nutrition. There are some laws of nutritional understanding that if you continually violate or ignore, potentially there can be a cause and an effect that yeah. may take place physically in your being. What I hear you saying, it's it's more of a consequence, not a punishment. That's correct. So when we understand that, that's not necessarily God punishing us, but that's a consequence of us not necessarily understanding or adhering to some things that we can do differently or better or become more a fervent around. Now, let me also say as a disclaimer, because I use the classic example, and there may be that that one percent that may be listening to this show who will say, well, my husband or my wife 
um, they they adhere to all of the nutritional laws that they were supposed to, and they still had cancer mm-hmm. and they died. And I want to say that is absolutely correct yeah. and true. So I uh, so I want to use sadly the, that's yes. exactly yeah. right. So potentially the point that I make here is that there may be some things that we can do differently or we can do better with respect to adherence and understanding that may offset. Uh, the dynamic of certain things happening to us. But again, that doesn't give us a guarantee. I, I look at it this way. Again, I was taught and, and understood that there are some laws of nature that you should respect and that you should try to adhere to and do your very best in being a, in accordance with. But at the end of the day, that does not safeguard or guarantee the fact that that's going to repel any negative dynamics happening to you. You just do your best and put forth your best. But I do believe that there's something to be said about understanding and obeying some laws of nature that we should try to adhere to at some point. So those who have cancer have not done anything to deserve cancer. No. That's why we call them cancer victims. That is correct. And we want to be very clear about that. I do not subscribe to, nor do I adhere to any school of thought that says that someone deserves to have cancer. No way. And and that we, I don't believe that God functions that way or operates that way either at the end of the day. So we want to decompress that thought. And certainly from a spiritual perspective, we're not laying the groundwork of that message at all in any way. Well, let me pause just briefly. I know there's a third thing we want to talk about, but let me pause briefly to say that at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. But if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, where they treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition, as we talked about, and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Today, along with Pastor Percy McRae, we're asking the question, is cancer God's punishment for sin? And we've heard a clear answer so far, but there's more to talk about here. Uh, Just before we continue the conversation, though, Percy, let me again point out our featured resource, free of charge to anyone who's listening today, is Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients. You'll love reading through these thoughts in this document. So download it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, let's pick up our topic, Percy. Well, as we continue to have this discussion, I'd like to just backtrack just for a quick refresher. We, we've talked about, as we started the discussion, the potential dynamics of, of cause and effect, if you will, with regard to cancer, sickness and disease in general. Uh, we first made the point that there are circumstances in our lives and in our environment that we simply do not have control over. We want to have control over mm-hmm. it. We desire to have control over it. But at the end of the day, we don't have control. So I put... 
in some regard, uh, cancer and the effects of cancer in the bucket of circumstances that take place in our lives. I made reference to uh, Rabbi Harold Kushner that that helped us to really embrace a larger spiritual principle that uh, bad things happen to good people. We know from a Christian perspective that we have the reference of Job, where Job, the Bible says, was a just and upright man, and yet negative Look things. Look what happened, right? Very negative things took place in his life, and it wasn't in relationship to being out of fellowship with God or being disobedient to God or being punished by God. As a matter of fact, one could correlate, if you will, the fact that he was just and upright, that he became a target for negative things to happen to him in his life. So the point to be made simply here is to decompress this, that circumstances in our lives are not necessarily directly related to something that we did or did not do. And it certainly is not in relationship to being punished by God. Number one. Number two, we talked about uh, the potentiality of disobedience. And again, the caveat that we used was around disobedience, around the possibility of natural laws that we may have unconsciously or ignorantly violated. Again, we know that there are some things that we can do and should do better from a nutritional perspective. Potentially, that could possibly help offset and safeguard one, if you will, from the diagnosis of cancer, not necessarily guaranteeing that, but certainly being healthier, eating healthier, uh, physical fitness, exercise. We know that there are benefits mm-hmm. to, to not being overweight at the end of the day. Tons of medical research and, and resources that help us to understand the value and the benefit of not smoking, as an example. There are tons of data that tells us that it is in our best interest not to do so. And if we ignore that or be disobedient, if you will, to that law, that potentially there may be negative side effects and ramifications. So there potentially is a disobedience factor, if you will, not necessarily in relationship to God, but just natural laws of the day. If you text and drive while driving 90 miles an hour, (laughs) there's a high probability that you're going to hit and run into somebody and kill them. That's ignoring or being disobedient to a natural law. That's the reference that I want to make and tie into disobedience. And just before you go on to number three, this is the kind of question, I'm sure you encounter this as a chaplain and as a person who networks with other chaplains. This is just the raw question of life, isn't it? It is the raw question of life. And again, it... It transcends sickness and disease because people are asking this question in relationship to almost virtually any type of challenged dynamic that they face in their life in general. What did I do? What could I have done differently? How did I allow a door to be left open, proverbially speaking, in my life to allow this to creep into my life? So this is a life question. You're exactly right. And it transcends sickness and disease in general. All right. Your final point. And our final point with respect to, again, talking about the subject and trying to unpackage the idea of is is sin directly related to cancer and a punishment of God is environmental. According to the National Cancer Institute, the National Toxicology Program's report on carcinogens clearly highlight designated environmental substances that may cause cancer. Hmm. We can certainly be impacted by the environment around us, Wayne. Mm -hmm. And I say that simply to highlight that there is a potential cause and effect scenario that we must embrace. This helps us not to go back to God with this sense of what did I do wrong? Right, yeah. 
He's embraced us and he's working with us where we are. And I think that this question will 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 feed into a uh, frenzy of one's emotion and mentality that will drive them crazy if they're trying to come to terms with every little thing in their life that they think has put them at odds with God's will and purpose that potentially may have led to sickness and disease. And it is counterintuitive and it is counterproductive at the end of the day. I'll say this. There may be some things that we all may need to make adjustment with in our lives and take inventory of that is beneficial for us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and certainly physically. But every little thing that that we think has attacked us or has put us in a, a negative relationship with God ultimately is not in our best interest in terms of being able to move forward and to work through the negative circumstances, the possible disobedience of natural laws, and certainly the environmental effects of where we live, eat, drink, and sleep every day. Well, so many people have expressed this question. We thought it would be helpful to talk about it here today openly uh, on the program Health, Hope, and Inspiration. So thank you for doing this. And potentially, we understand that there may be some folks that may have some very strong theological positions one way or the other. Again, this is not uh, intended to be a strong theological conversation. We're trying to help people to decompress a difficult conversation to continue to move on, which is what our scripture helped us to understand. Yeah, aren't you glad that that scripture is there, that, that God put that in John chapter uh, chapter 9? I have preached from this scripture a million times have you really? inside of our local hospital to many cancer patients who walked away saying, I needed to hear that mm-hmm. today. And so John 9, as we close, if that's okay, uh, verses 1 through 4 basically helps to answer this question. As he, being Jesus, went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? Because it really addresses your personal sin and the potential sin of someone else in your life. And so verse three, it's interesting what Jesus said, because we know that Jesus is all knowing, that he's all wise, he's full of love and wisdom. So he tells us in verse three, neither this man, neither this man, neither this man, nor his parents have sinned said Jesus. But this happened. Why did this happen then, Lord? Because that's the next question, Wayne. Why did this happen? But this happened so that the works of God may be displayed in him. I love that concluding verse you read. I've been thinking about that verse all week since it came up in our own church last week. So just love that. John chapter 9. All right. Well, again, thank you for um, being willing to have this conversation today and your boldness in having the conversation, Percy. To help our listeners, we often offer resources, and we always offer resources. And today's is called Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients. Uh, What motivated you to put this together? We need to single up people's minds and hearts. And the way that you get singled up in your mind and your heart is by being inspired by things that will allow you to stay focused on what the task is at hand. It's not even so much about how I got here. It's about what I'm going to do to get from here. And that's what this resource is designed to do. It's called Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients. You can download it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, before we leave today, I want to have a conversation about this podcast because some of our listeners may be listening on the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and may not know that this program is available as a podcast through iTunes, which means you can subscribe to the program, which is very important. 
It's super important. Again, we're well over 100,000 subscribers within a year uh, of, uh, of our podcast format now. And what we need and want everyone to understand is that we want to make sure that this gets to you. We don't want you to look for us or search for us. We want this to come directly to you so you can subscribe to Health, Hope, and Inspiration by going to iTunes. And you can share this with others as well to also uh, subscribe. And it'll come to you every week to your device of choice where you can download and listen at your leisure. You don't have to listen to the entire program program at one time. Sure. You can listen to bits and pieces of it. You can start it. You can finish it. But again, it's designed to be very convenient and user friendly. Please download, share, and also give us your thoughts and rate our shows. We want other people to know about the program. Very helpful. You do that by leaving a review at iTunes for health, hope, and inspiration. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Pastor P, as we lovingly call him around here, the voice of inspiration. Pastor, thank you. God bless you. Always great to be with you. Hey, let's keep chopping the wood. We've got work to do, Wayne. I agree. All right. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.